my people, my people, my people, my people, my people. <laughs> Feel so good to be able to say that again. We are back. It's season three of Don't Forget to Flush podcast. Man, it's been a long time coming, I know. Folks have been like, Namo, when are we coming back with the new season? When are we coming back with a new episode? Well, guess what, folks? This is it. We're back like we never left, you know? 2020 was a tough year. And that, well, that's what everyone says. Everyone says 2020 was a tough year, right? Um, but we're not just saying it. It's really because it's true. <laughs> there was no business. People were locked in their homes. People found out that they didn't really like each other that much. Some others found that they loved each other that much. Um, you know, so much happened. So much happened. So we're glad to be back. Welcome to season three. And, you know, it'll be it'll be flawed if I do not remind you all about who we are and what we do. Once again, this is Don't Forget to Fush podcast. We're all about the African Renaissance. We're all about the culture commentary. And, of course, of course, toilet seat conversations. That one place where you know that big dreams are built <laughs> and information is shared. Um, but back to 2020. Yeah, 2020 was a tough year. 2020 was a conflicting year as well because, you know, it revealed a lot about us as a people, right? I mean, a pandemic happens. Now you know which of your neighbors would really be, you know, if the zombie apocalypse happened, you know which of your neighbors is going to kill you, you know? Um, you know, if something happened, you know who's actually on your side and who's not. Um, you go into comment sections and you see how everything has been politicized. Um, you know, and, and what is being politicized is actually human safety, like keeping being your brother's keeper or keeping everyone else safe. But the level of selfishness, individualism, that was 2020. Um, on the other side, 2022 was a time that a lot of people discovered themselves, right? There was a lot of this self-discovery. I feel like, I feel like the, well, I don't have data to, to prove it, but it, it just seemed like everyone around me had some business idea or some initiative or some activity um, that they put into motion. And this goes all the way down to kids. I mean, like, kids were, like, thinking of brilliant stuff. I know st folks who, you know, younger siblings, children, all started, like, T-shirt shops or drop ship with, with, with Shopify or, you know, there was just so much happening, so much happening. And, you know, I came to the conclusion that what needed to happen was... <laughs> You know, take a break on the podcast, sort out things that were coming hard and fast, uh, family-wise, and, um, you know, try to focus on other things, right? So, yeah, Namo was away. Namo was, you know, Namo was in a movie. Um, Namo had to go do a movie. Namo had to, you know, um, get his comedy game together. Namo had to invest in some other skill sets. Namo is a part of a platform now, which I hope that is where you're listening to this podcast. And we'll talk a lot about, about more about this platform, AfCloud, um, later on in the season. Um, but all that was happening, right? I think the funny experience for me was just realizing that, um, you know, 2020 also revealed things about what Africans will do uh, <laughs> in the pandemic. Like, you know, folks <laughs> went to, to Costco uh, and when he hit 2020, when everything, the lockdown, everything, you could see folks running saying, Oh, where's the where's the toilet paper? Oh, we need we need the toilet paper, we need we need the soap, we need the this. And I had like my African folks asking, Where's the granite oil? Eh? Where's the where's the peanuts? Uh, <laughs> where's the cashew nuts? I'm like, excuse me, we have different priorities here. 
Uh, but that's what it felt like. It felt like, you know, everybody just focused on their own thing. And that was what they did. Uh, so for me, I'm glad that we're back. Um, is Don't Forget to Flush Podcast. And we can't wait to talk about all the things I want to talk about this season, all the people that we'll have as guests, all the folks that will be interviewed. And I hope that each one of you listening uh, will stick around with us and just, you know, enjoy and soak in the information. And um, if the information is not what you think it should be, well, don't forget to flush. And um, if it is exactly what it's supposed to be, then don't forget to flush the old stuff you knew, right? So, you know, that's that's what it's about. Um, what else happened in 2020? Uh, or 2020 to 2021, right? So I live in the U.S., so for sure, politics was a big deal, right? Joe Biden won, Trump lost, or should I say Trump lost, Joe Biden won, or just white supremacy lost and, you know, common sense won. Who knows? Um, but, um, you know, Joe Biden is president, but for me, I think the biggest thing, though, um, that happened for that happened through 2020, coming into 2021, and has continued to sustain is just, you know, blackness. Right? Let me just take a pause and say it. blackness. Blackness is at an all-time high, you know? Melanin popping power. That's That's what I have to call it because it's like there's, you know, I feel like we've, there's so many more allies you know yeah there's still fake allies but there's so many more allies coming out right now there's so much mention of blackness and you know what it means to be to be to be of brown skin of copper tone skin you know what it means to be um someone from the motherland you know the conversations around you know the african union pushing out the sixth region um conversations around having a lot more folks who are from the continent by by you, you could say by genetics at this point because you know whether you came here through the transatlantic slave trade your ancestors have lived and worked and bled for this country i'm talking about the united states in this example you know there's that sense of um you know am i really connected back to the continent right and so it's like all those conversations are happening in real time and if you're listening, I don't know which side you're on. I don't know what position you've taken. What I'm just hoping is that a lot more folks who would just be aware of blackness. I think that's what I feel as though God just pressed a reset button. It was like, yo, you guys, you guys are going crazy right now. Let's just press a reset. Pandemic happens. People stay home. People are watching videos. Of course, the worst of the videos that was seen was, and the irony of it is that it's not the only one. But, you know, George Floyd's passing happened, started a movement, a movement that has been going on for a long time, but it sort of needed the traumatic experience on video for that long to wake a lot of people up, right? Um, and to give, you know, space to folks who've been fighting for the cause for generations, right? Um, and so people started paying more attention. And then you get on social media platforms, and then you see a lot more allies. That's what I have to do. That's the language I have to use. You know, like, you know, white people, people from other ethnicities that are speaking up and speaking out and discussing and articulating the the details, you know. And for the first time, it just feels like the history of being black or, or black history or black culture is being learned, you know. They're fighting for it to not be taught in schools, but 
through social media and social activism and you know the platforms that are coming out it's like folks are becoming more and more aware um you know and so for for me and my partners i felt and i might as well talk about it i mean it's the beginning of the season so i might as well just put it out there that the whole concept behind AfCloud, if you've not heard about AfCloud, it's a podcast network, um, you know, uh, www.afkloud.com. I hope that's where you're streaming this podcast from. But the whole point of AfCloud was how do we get, um, you know, in the midst of everything else happening where there are all these conversations about, about blackness, all this conversation about black history, black culture, you know, talking about, you know, you know, people of color and, and the achievements and accomplishments and understanding the relevance of of the things that had happened in the past and how it still fits into what is going on today. In Our own contribution to the equation was, what if we extended and connected ourselves more broadly and more from a global perspective? So AfCloud is a, is a, is a streaming community. Um, and, on, and on AfCloud, you find Black and Pan-African creators, right? Podcasters, podcasts like you can literally go on AfCloud and you know 98% of everyone there you know understands in one way shape or form what it means to be black what it means to be African how we should connect building unity and so our contribution to the conversation is hey what if we built out a platform where folks can come and listen to both sides of the coin right you can listen to people back on the motherland that are talking about how colonialism and you know, uh, uh, things that have happened in their own past directly um, correlates to the experiences, right, that has happened in the U.S. You know, some of the fun things that you would realize is that, you know, black people are one and the same. We, we sort of have this shared common heritage. There's just so many examples of things or words or language or food or dressing or clothing, you know, that you if you look closely, you would see it's, it, has, it has that connection, right? Um, and, and then you'd even see some some tangential views, right? Uh, you know, I call them tangential views not because they're not true, but, you know, it's hard to listen to. Like, I don't know how many people realize that, you know, the experiences of colonialism, um, you know, across all the, all the countries of Africa are all different, right? There was colonization by different countries. And so whether you were colonized by the French or the Portuguese or the British, you know, each one came with its own flair and flavor. Um, some of them were extreme, right? Apartheid uh, in South Africa, for instance, that, 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 that is crazy, right? It's like, imagine being in jail in your own country, right? Uh, um, uh, which you can find some kind of similarities between that and some of the things that happened uh, with Jim Crow and segregation and all that in the US and other parts of the world. Um, but at the same time, you could come up to my home country in Nigeria, right? And the way the British approached it, um, not that they were nicer, but just that the approach was a bit different. And so it seems like, you know, the people from Nigeria are more accepting or um, a bit more open-minded around, you know, colonization and its impact and all those kind of things. Whereas there's still people within the country that will tell you the truth and be like, yo, we're, we're in all of this trouble that we're having there because... There was colonization. So what am I saying? My point is we're back in season three and, you know, what we hope to do is to bring, interview folks who understand the subject, folks who can articulate it better than I can, folks who can um, speak to the issues in a way that everyone can relate with and understand. And I, and I hope 
that my podcast could also be a forum for the right kind of conversation because I just don't want it to be a space where people are here trying to apologize or become apologists or any of that or say, oh, kumbaya, nah. We, you know, it's the truth that will set you free, right? So we want to be able to learn the truth. And so I'm hoping that I can be able to talk to people across multiple spheres, keep the conversation going about the African Renaissance and how things are changing and evolving and how we're trying to become more of a global um, um, global village in that sense of connecting all people of color together, whether you're on the continent or in the, in the Caribbean or, or in the US, in the UK, Canada, anywhere in Asia, wherever you are, that you find a sense of belonging through Don't Forget to Flush podcast, um, connected through AfCloud, and then hopefully, um, you know, our, our unity will be progress and our unity will be power. And so that's what we hope to do in season three. Um, and I and I hope people stick around to listen, right? I hope people stick around to listen, you know. But on the other side, uh, twenty twenty came through into twenty twenty one with you know so much more, <laughs> so much more visibility on relationships. Like I feel like that was like the second big thing, so or, or maybe the third big thing. And there's no, it's not like there's one that is more important than the other, but it just seemed that way, right? That on one hand, folks are talking about politics. Joe Biden, uh, 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 Trump, uh, all the other dictatorships happening all over the world, Israel, Israel, Palestine, everything is going on on the political stage. Then we have this whole thing about blackness and, you know, uh, black lives really ma- being mattering, if that's the best way to express it, right? Because it seems for the longest, every other person's life seems to matter and laws get passed and things happen to protect one another. But when it comes to things that affect black people or people of color, it's like, you know, there's a drag. You know, why can't we pass an anti-lynching bill? Lynching is bad, so pass a bill. But for some reason, they can't get it done. Um, so things like that, right? So we have that going on. But on the third piece is this whole thing about relationships. Man, and now if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a young kid listening to this podcast, I think this is the part where you can close your ears um, because I'm talking about all the conversations that have been going on some part scandal, some part, um, you know, creativity, but, you know, relationship things, you know, men trying to talk, or let me put it this way, uh, men learning more about themselves and, you know, uh, gender roles and understanding more about how they should interact with women and vice versa, um, you know, popular. I feel like this was also the rise of, you know, with the silencing of people being home from the lockdowns that happened, it silenced a lot of other things such that, you know, the noise of relationships sort of rose up. So we have like popular folks on social media platforms that are discussing, um, you know, relationships and discussing, you know, selection and, and everything around that. And I don't want to mention their names, both the ones that were called out for being fake and the ones that were like, you know, you're so blunt and you're harsh. And, you know, it permeated everywhere. And so all I kept thinking about was the fact that those platforms became popular and started being relevant um, because folks were home. Folks were looking in the face of the person that they were quarantined together they were looking at their significant other, whether they were married or not, or dating, or, and it just became, you know, the reality is you have to figure this stuff out. You can't hide behind the fact that you had work. You can't hide <laughs> behind the fact that you had to travel. Everybody was home, 
people were in their space and people had to figure out how to live with each other. And so there was this whole push for relationship advice. In fact, I think the funniest comment I heard was, you know, folks talking about it's the people who are not married or the people who are not in good relationships are the ones who are giving the most advice, right? And I say that to say when a few of my friends that have reached out to me and we've had conversations have told me to say things about, you know, topics around relationships, I've always been like, nah, maybe I'm not the one. Maybe I shouldn't be saying anything because I'm like, you know, to each his own, you know, everyone needs to learn, go see a therapist, you know, counseling, that kind of thing. Um, But as I spoke to a few people, a lot of them would say things like, hey, I hope somebody else could hear this. Why don't you share this? So, you know, I thought about it. I said, if 2020 and the pandemic and lockdown help people discover um, the importance of the living room versus the bedroom, right? Because it seemed like people would dress up in the bedroom to come down to the living room because we're all in the same house. Maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay for me to jump into the fray and, um, you know, put in my two cents to some of the big questions that have been asked. Um, and I think two of the biggest questions that have been asked, one is so ambiguous and so broad. What do men want, right? So many videos about that one. Um, you know, ladies saying, we did this, we did that, we're saying this, we're doing this, we're being this. What do men want? And I see a lot of relationship gurus and relationship um, folks answering that question from, you know, years of experience, training, you know, some of them are, you know, academically positioned to also answer that question, what do men want? Um, and then the second question I see get asked a lot is, you know, when men define peace, they say, hey, what what we want is peace. What we want is, can you give the man peace? Can you put peace in the home? Um, you know, that the man will choose you if you're the kind of person that can give him peace. Even though I've heard the other commentary too, man, a man will choose a woman if he can take him home to his mom. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. But, you know, so we have those questions coming up. And, you know, so I thought about it. I said, hey, why don't I, you know, since I've been asked this question and I've answered it for a few people, why don't I just answer it on my own podcast? I mean, it's my podcast. It's Don't Forget to Flush. The principle still remains. If it's relevant, keep it. If it's not, flush it. And vice versa, right? So I thought about it. I said, okay, maybe that's something I should tackle as well. Put in my two cents. So I will be trying to um, kick it off um, maybe in this episode, uh, which is about a round off right now. Um, um, I'll, I'll talk about it in the part two or make it a whole no, own episode itself. And, you know, I think it will be great to talk about while what men want is a very broad statement, um, defining peace that they speak of. Like when, when a man decides to choose a life partner with the intent that this person can be able to give him peace, what does that peace mean, right? And I need to preface, let me introduce it and I'll address it in the next episode, but let me introduce it this way. We talk a lot about, or let me address the men, right? Because I need to get, put my thoughts together on this. I didn't even plan to start trying to do this, but you know, so let me, let me, let me put it this way. The first thing that I think men need to understand, if you're a man and you're listening, please pay attention to this, is the fact that Women don't need men. Okay, that was controversial, right? Mark the words, need. 
Because sometimes I hear a lot of the men, um, like myself, I'm talking about straight men, uh, right? Because I want to be respectful of, you know, genders and how folks have chosen to identify, um, which is their choice and their feeling. But what I'm trying to define here is men need to, first of all, appreciate and understand that there was a time when it seemed that patriarchy and um, chauvinism and misogyny and bigotry and things like that were generally accepted. And so through the lens of patriarchy in a male-dominated world that we live in, women seemed, because of how men had structured society, women seemed to need men um, in those forms, right? There was a time when, you know, before you could get money from the bank, you need a man to sign off. Even though sometimes in Nigeria it still happens where, you know, single ladies can't even rent an apartment. A conversation for another day. Um, but but the whole idea is, the whole principle that men believe that, oh, well, women need men. No, no, no. There is no need of men. Women can fend for themselves. Women can work. Women can vote. Women can you know, do what they want to do as human beings. Like, you know, even the good book says male and female created them. So it's like they can exist. The structures that we put in space are being put down so that women can be what God had made them to be in the first place, right? And so we need to, as men, first of all, understand that if we can if we can appreciate this first premise of the need is not the question, that women would want a man, which is a want, which is different from a need, then chances are when we begin to talk about what men want, um, then you can see that equality on the language of want. Um, at the same time, when men now define the peace that they are looking for, um, the women themselves can also understand the stereotype or the societal norm that is being broken down from a male to female perspective is now in the reverse. So in plain terms, if a woman does not need a man, um, like, you know, the old rules applied, right? Um, then in the same vein, men would not have similar expectations um, that are gender deciders, like cooking, cleaning, and all that, right? Because what it means is if if you historically have offered up your ability to cook and clean as the prerequisite of being chosen as a life partner. But if it is now a more level playing field where those old roles don't directly apply, I mean, we have women who work longer hours now than men. Um, when women couldn't work and men were the only ones working, you know, bringing home the bacon and all those cliches, we can see how, okay, if you could do things at home, will play as much of a role, right? Now men can work from home while women go into the office and vice versa. So the world is evolving, or let me rephrase, the, the society is evolving in the light of where it should be because we're all God-created individuals. And so we must all, as a community of male and female in the context of what I'm trying to discuss, first drop the stereotype. Once we can drop that, once we can begin to see that we're in the principle of want, then, you know, we will first of all appreciate that it's not really what we 
do that it's not the badges we get from activities that can be gotten elsewhere that qualifies us into a relationship um but it is the definition of something else on our inside and our thinking right because if you say you cook and clean you can hire a chef if you can hire a cleaner you can hire a gardener if you say that um you know, uh, if you're a man and you say, oh, women need me, well, guess what? Women work now and they can afford to pay their own bills. Um, if you feel that, you know, as a woman, the man should take care of you, um, let's just say that, you know, the same way you are fighting for uh, an appreciation of the fact that as an individual, you have the right to work and do everything else, you shouldn't have that expectation because that's an old gender role, right? So, I know it might sound controversial. I know it might sound all crazy right now, but I'm going to unpack all of this on our next episode. Um, this is just me saying, welcome back. It's, it's crazy already, right? <laughs> Season three is here, and I'm already dropping craziness already, right? <laughs> so we're going to have folks on the call. We're going to have interviews. We're going to discuss this. I'll be doing more one-on-ones, just me and you all listening, um, just to create point of views um, and thought starters. And hopefully, people won't judge me because I'm not quoting textbooks. I'm hoping that they'll look back and be like, yo, this stuff really made me think. And that's what we do at Don't Forget to Flush. So thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of Season 3. Looking forward to bringing you all the other ones. Um, and can't wait, to, can't wait to bring on all the folks that we've lined up for this season. Looking forward to talking to you guys more. Of course... My name is Namo. It's Don't Forget to Flush Podcast. Oh, did I tell you that somebody wanted to take the name of our podcast? Okay. You know what? I'll just... All right. That's a whole different story. Now I got to go. Bye.